Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm Amanda. And I'm George. Amanda and I are both in Zephyr A. This is season 26 for me and season 22 for Amanda. And this is day 21 of season 94. Our first question asks for a punny name for a minor league ice hockey team's mascot that uh, evokes both the sunniness of Florida and the, I guess, berryness of the uh, mascot. Uh, so it's a fanciful ursine species, which means bear. Right. Uh, but I first focused in on Orlando. Mm. And I thought, oh, this is probably Disney affiliated. Oh. So I was thinking like the the ice mice or something like that. Uh, even though, and, but obviously that couldn't be it because it's not ursine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I tried thinking of things and couldn't really, that were both punny and appropriate to Orlando and both sunshiny and cold weather and finally i thought of well let's see polar bears uh wait solar bear is that a thing solar bear the orlando solar bears it didn't ring any bells but it made sense given all the other clues Mm -hmm. so i kind of hesitantly said okay we'll go with solar bears yeah so this is a easily i would say the most kawaii learned league question of the season (laughs) um it's just adorable and charming um at least if you don't mind puns um which i quite like them and i uh really appreciated a question and i know this makes for a relatively easy question in a certain way um of it being a sort of you know the the kind where thorsten's setting him up so we can knock him down um that it's basically you know a close reading of the question points you in precisely the right direction to determine the answer. Um, And it's, you know, it certainly will be easier than most in that you don't have to, to actually know it to kind of suss it out, um, which is basically what I did because I noticed the, the focus um, between the contrast of the cold weather sport in the sunshine state specifically. So pointing out the sunniness of Florida and um, noting that it's an ice hockey team, but the the mascot is a bear. And so you're thinking of, you know, ice and bear together. Well, that's a polar bear. If, if we bear bears has taught me anything, um, that's what your ice bear is. And so like, I, I, it it didn't take me very long to kind of um, make my way to that idea and then from there, it's a pretty short hop to Solar Bear with the sunshine emphasis in the question. Um, and once I, I hit upon that, I thought, oh, that that has to be it. Um, and so that's what I put down. And that was correct. Happily enough. For both of us. Yeah. Question two asks us for a World War II icon who starred in Pigskin Parade and Million Dollar Legs. Yes. Um, and... That was not enough clues for me, is is, is the long and short of it. Um, I, you know, Rita Hayworth popped into my head, and that was just, I, I couldn't think of any particular reason why it shouldn't be her. You know, I, like, the, the stars of that era are just enough before my time, and, like, kind of just enough before my parents' time. Like, my mm. mom was born in 1939. My dad was born in 1940, so this is an era just before they really could have passed on their knowledge about 
some of their favorite stars, which, you know, my mom would talk about that occasionally, the the, the people that she especially admired in the movies that they went to see because that was the cheap entertainment of the day. You can go sit in the air conditioning. Um, and so, yeah, this was just a little bit before my, my uh, area of knowledge, I guess. Um, so, I, you know, there's... There's really no point to telling you more than I guessed Rita Hayworth, or Hayworth specifically. Uh, reasonable. Uh, I started by thinking this might be Hedy Lamarr. Oh, yeah, I thought of her too. Because she invented frequency hopping, uh-huh. w- uh, specifically for torpedoes, mm-hmm. uh, which contributed to the war effort and eventually led oh, to yeah. cellular telephony and Wi-Fi. Right. Uh, but then I thought uh, th- this didn't this didn't quite work for me because I wouldn't consider her a World War II icon because of that. Right. Um, and Million Dollar Legs in particular got to me, and and I flashed on like a uh, an image of a World War II bomber with a woman painted on it on the nose cone. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically one facing away from you know, the painter, but kind of with her head turned back. Oh, yeah. Posing, uh, you know, showing off her legs, the, the seams down the nylons and all that. And I thought, was that Betty Grable, who, who was like the most famous version of that cheesecake pinup sort of uh, thing? And I thought, that sounds right. Betty Grable, million dollar legs, maybe. World War II icon, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was her on most of those nose cone portraits, or if not most, then at least the most famous ones. Okay. So I went with Grable. Wow, I'm impressed. That was the correct answer. It's kind of a military history question. So, yeah, no, a, l- yeah, a little bit. But... More specifically, a military pervy history question. <laughs> so uh-huh. very much near my uh, my alley, if not in it. <laughs> Don't tell on yourself now. <laughs> Uh, question three asks us in, in not quite a similar vein about, uh, the name and not the abbreviation, just to be jerks about it, for, uh, the short range two-way radio communication system that is very associated with long distance truck drivers. So this is the CB radio. Yes. Known as the Citizens Band radio. Right. Called that because anyone was able to use it, especially after deregulation in the 1970s Ah, which is why it became this big thing for truckers that anybody could uh i i believe it's that they removed the restrictions on like the power of transmitter you could use okay so it became useful for long-haul truckers because they could just put a gigantic transmitter or a very powerful transmitter in their truck and be able to communicate with each other over much longer distances than had previously been possible interesting and back then of course that was the only way you could because they did not have cell phones or any other way of transmitting uh and you know asking specific questions sure you could only receive radio that uh, someone else was uh, was making okay Uh, so yeah this was citizens band was my answer yeah this is one i was never going to land on because it's just not the kind of thing that was in my daily life enough for the past let's say 30 years um, because this was a thing that mm-hmm. was kind of all over the place 
in, even in a pop cultural kind of sense in the 70s and 80s. Like I, I knew this was about CB radio, but there was not enough. Um, like during that time, it was just always called CB radio. It wasn't, mm -hmm. you know, explained and explicated like that very much in my presence, I guess. Um, you know, you'd see it figure into the plot of a lot of, you know, action kind of TV shows. Yeah. Um, you know, BJ and the Bear and all these different, like, you know, there there were these, a lot of, of, of trucker pop culture mm -hmm. back then um, that, that involved this because of that flourishing of it, I guess. Um, and so I just kind of, you know, again, bandied around a few guesses that I thought might be plausible. I thought communications banned. I knew it would be banned something. At least I had that going for me. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, captive banned. And finally, I settled on closed banned because I just thought, okay, that sounds kind of like a thing that's part of, you know, sure. telecommunications, basically. Yeah. Like there's closed circuit TV or I don't know what I was exactly thinking. Mostly it was a guess. So I put closed banned. Uh, and left off the radio part because radio is in the question. Reasonable. It was Citizens Band Radio. Right. Question four asks us for the main title of a Netflix series, the subtitle of which is Drive to Survive. Right. And it gives us the names of several stars, uh, among which I recognized Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton, who are Formula One drivers. Um so I knew that's what the show is about. Um, I kind of debated back and forth whether it would be called Formula One or F1 and then colon Drive to Survive as, as the title. Um, I kind of thought Formula One Drive to Survive sounded a little catchier than F1 because, you know, just saying a single letter doesn't seem like a title-y enough thing mm. um, for it to be, you know, what you'd call a TV show. So... I put down Formula One. Uh, I knew this was Formula One or F1, mm -hmm. and I just thought that it was F1. Oh. And I, I kind of bounced both of those. I, th I thought mm -hmm. F1, Formula One, Drive to Survive, F1, Drive to Survive. And I just thought F1 would be snappier, and that's why you would have the subtitle. Ah. Like, just because you couldn't just call it F1. I see. Or maybe, like, they tried to call it F1, it didn't work, and so they added in the, the subtitle just to kind of make it more sexy okay um so i said f1 uh, it was formula one yeah yeah and i spent a few minutes like looking around for like is there any <laughs> is there any oh, poster yeah. of it is there anything on netflix itself where it's kind of abbreviated like you know the the various fast and the furious movies you can you can get a bunch of different posters and some of them will be like f5 right when, when it's like oh no the the actual title is something else but i could not find anything where it was just F1 Drive to Survive. So, mm -hmm. oh well. Oh well. Uh, question five asks us for what I think of as a nursery rhyme like mm -hmm. uh, mush that's made from legumes and consumed in Britain for centuries, no matter what age it is. Whether hot, cold, or in the pot over a week old, mm -hmm. this is peas porridge. Yes. This was the easiest zero of the week, if not the season. <laughs> Well, this, maybe this, I, you know, yeah. I, I put that down as well. Um, I put one point on it because of my opponent's other categories, I mm. guess, you know, um, TV and sports and stuff. This is a very sports heavy uh, uh, set yeah. of questions um, as I'm game sport heavy. 
because we've got three that are effectively that. Although, you know, technically, uh, question four there would be, you know, television, mm. but really it's game they're sport. All, yeah, they're all yeah, um, game sport related, definitely. Yeah, and so because of that, I, I wasn't really sure how many people had had this recited in their childhood quite the way I remember hearing it all the time. Um, you know, peas porridge hot, peas porridge cold, peas porridge in the pot, nine days old is what I uh, recall it being. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's what I put down as well. Um, and so, yeah, I, this was definitely yekioid enough that I was like, mm, and, and old enough that, you know, are millennials getting taught about peas porridge hot? I, I don't know. Um, so, uh, you know, not knowing people's ages, um, I just kind of factored that in somehow. Anyway, Reasonable. peas porridge is what I put down. And that was correct, or peas pudding. Yes, I hadn't heard that one. That must be a variation, I guess. Yeah, probably a British, more. Probably British thing. Mm -hmm. Question six describes the disc and pole game where you got to move them around. And it says that it is a mathematically toy commonly named a Tower of Blank. It tells us that Blank is an Asian city. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's the description in the question gives me a fairly vivid picture of mm -hmm. how it works. And it's the kind of thing that, you know, with the description, sort of my brain even tries to solve in, in you know, kind of in that mental image. Um, and so I thought, you know, this is something I've undoubtedly seen um in you know some variation or other uh and i i have this sense that it's you know an east asian city as opposed to like it's not baghdad or mumbai or something like that um and so i'm thinking you know, i spent a lot of time thinking about cities in china um i kind of branched out to japan because it occurred to me that there might be some alliteration with tower of something Maybe a city that starts with T, so Taipei, Tokyo, you know, that uh, the, the kind of petered out with that as well. Um, and for a while there, I kind of uh, went around to like Tower of Seoul, Tower of Saigon, you know, just kind of branching out a little bit because outside of Beijing, Shanghai, um, you know, some of those island areas that are not quite cities so much as city states or countries or whatever. Um, you know, it's not tower of Singapore. Um, it, that, that just wasn't leading me anywhere. Uh, and so for a long time I had tower of Saigon in, uh, in my mind as the possible answer. And then I had kind of glazed over Hanoi in that process for some reason. Then I came back to, it and I thought tower of Hanoi, that sounds right somehow. I I bust I, I guess I saw it somewhere like that. Um it was a weird process for it to just kinda light up the light bulb above my head. Um it it uh you know, once I said it a few like said it to myself a few times like Tower of Hanoi, yeah, that sounds like a thing. And I don't know why it it does. I don't it's not like I've seen this in years or, or thought about it or played it, but um, uh, just more evidence that memories are very much constructed. Um, 
I so I put down Hanoi because I thought, yeah, I guess that's that's the city that I can't dismiss as, you know, something I've never heard of or not a thing. Okay. Uh, I couldn't land on this either. I use much the same logic as you, mm-hmm. uh, but I got hung up on Tower of Tokyo because, mm. of course, it would be liberative. Why wouldn't it be? Why would it be <laughs> anything else? And I, I thought of many of the same uh, cities as you did and kind of tried to fill in every Asian city I could think of, uh, in, including uh, Thailand. Mm. And it took me a few tries through that cycle to realize, no, it's not a city. Okay, so it's a city in Thailand. Maybe I'm thinking of that. Bangkok, Tower of Bangkok. No, that isn't it. Moving on. Tower of Hanoi. No, that isn't it. Tower of Saigon. No, that isn't it. Tower of Ho Chi Minh City. No, that isn't it. <laughs> Towers of Vien- Tower of Vientiane. No, that isn't it. Tower of, and just over and over and over. And I just kept coming back to Tower of Tokyo because it was alliterative and easier to remember than any of the other ones would have been. And I couldn't think of any reason that it would be a tower of anywhere else. And... Also, kind of, if you if you if you think of the uh, the arrangement of the disc, if you're looking at them from exactly the side, it's very it's you know blocky and uh, and very precisely digital. Like it's mm. you know a very low res picture that you could uh, that you could make with just a few pixels. Right. Uh, and so that, for some reason, kind of seemed vaguely Japanese-ish to me huh. compared to a lot of other. Uh, just kind of impressions of places. Okay. Um, don't know why. And mm-hmm. so yeah, I just figuring out Tower of Tokyo, I guess, because I couldn't rule it. I couldn't rule out. I couldn't rule it out. I couldn't rule anything else out any less. Mm. So, okay, we'll go with Tower of Tokyo. It was Hanoi. I, Stunningly, which, even when I saw <laughs> I don't know it, why I was I know like, that. okay, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. That's... Just it did not that uh, that use of th- that name just did not land in my brain. Just didn't stay there. It if barely I never did heard in it mine. Mm. Like it was the faintest yeah. click I've ever yeah, uh, you know heard on a question like this. Mm-hmm. So how about that for a little payoff for once mm-hmm. this this weird season? That left me with four. Um, I you know I'm hopeful that. Maybe those, you know, questions two and three were easier for other people and might be downgraded mm-hmm. uh, for someone like me. Sure. Especially with, again, all the game sport content here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think people will look at that and, and hopefully rub their hands together gleefully and give me high points on those. I can but hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had, uh, I had four as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, my... My game sport is pretty good, so maybe both of those I'll be <laughs> uh, I'll be kind of downgraded on. But yeah, we'll see. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, as it turns, especially out, games, games because yeah. you're games, you know, you're yeah. a games person. Yeah, so. uh, and also a TV person. So yeah, as was uh, discovered over the weekend by two of my <laughs> uh, two of my opponents. <laughs> but uh, a, a thing I discovered over the weekend is I am mathematically safe from relegation mm. as long as i don't forfeit ah sure so what i suspect that means is a reversion to the mean and i will plunge from number nine to number 23 mm. so we'll see how it goes well yeah i'm at 24 right now mm. so um love that for me mm. um 
but yeah, hopefully this is a little bit of a an unexpected uh, performance in this match day. So at least, uh, you know, if nothing else, I feel better about this performance. I certainly wish I'd have remembered Citizens Band. I Betty Grable was, you know, easily like the 10th actress I would have <laughs> um, gone with in that particular question. If that, like oh, I haven't yeah. thought I, of the name Betty Grable I in can't imagine years I, and years. I even would have ever feel like. if, if I hadn't just kind of keyed in on that one mental image. Yep. I, you know, I don't know. Indeed. Well, that's it for today. Tune in tomorrow for more post-game analysis. And remember, don't forfeit. Don't cheat. <laughs>